Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, fellow animal lovers, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I thank you for tuning in this morning. You know, we really promote pet adoptions from shelters and rescues, and we talk about what to do regarding problem behavior and how to handle various health issues. But having a pet in your life means you also get to have a little buddy that you can have a lot of fun with. One of the things I like to do is shop for cute pet gifts. It's so much fun to get something special for my little guys, and I have just discovered a local company that has some truly unique and high-quality pet products. It's called Majestic Pet Products, and what I like best about this company is that they give back to shelters and rescues to make sure they do their part to get every homeless pet into a home where it can be pampered. I love companies like this, and I hope you do too. After our halftime break, author Kristen Heimrill, who is also one of the founders of the cat rescuing organization Three Norwegians, will be by to talk about special fundraisers to get veterinary care for cats in need. So keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. Scott Abraham from Majestic Pet Products to the show. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning. We're doing pretty good. Ah, that's great. Now, I'm real interested to hear all about Majestic Pet Products because I know you're local in Orange County. So tell me, how did you get started and and what is it all about? Uh, Majestic Pet Products started about 20 years ago in 1994. Uh, The Otto brothers, Bill, Jim, and John, and... uh, been going on, you know, even before e-commerce started, we were uh, started uh, doing collars and leashes in, in uh, direct-to-stores and major retailers, and we've grown considerably since then with uh, e-commerce, and now we're everywhere. We sell directly to consumers in MajesticPetStore.com, and we are a trusted product provider to almost every major online retailer out there. Oh, that's fantastic. And you do a lot more than collars and leashes these days, don't you? Yes, we do. Uh, collars, leashes, harnesses. We do uh, pet beds, crate mats. We do uh, dog crates, uh, fences, you know, the little exercise pens and also fences to uh, you know block off the kitchen. Oh, okay. uh, and cat trees, lots and lots of cat trees. Oh, fabulous. I can't say enough good things about having a cat tree or two or three, actually, in your home. And they do such a great service for every family who has cats because they keep Mm -hmm. the kitties from clawing up the drapes and the furniture and all the things that they aren't supposed to claw on. You just have to show them how to go use them and have fun with them. Absolutely. I got a cat myself, and, you know, she'll get up on the high bookshelf if you let her, and she'll knock over everything every little knick-knack you have to get to it. So, wow. Uh, Sounds you know, like you need... places, scratching, everything. That's what they need it for. <laughs> Sounds like you need a few more cat trees in your house then. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Usually, a lot of people get one cat tree and they'll stick it way off in a back bedroom somewhere where the cat never wants to be because it wants to be out and about where the activity is happening. So they can't oh, yeah. understand why their their little feline friends are scratching up everything they're not supposed to be. Yeah, you got like about sixty different cat trees. So you know, I bring one home, see if she likes it. Bring bring another one home, see if she likes that one. So. That's great. Got, well, you're fortunate to be variety. in that position. And, oh, yeah. and, of course, you can look at all these online so that you could determine mm-hmm. what goes well with your furniture because, obviously, you wouldn't want a hot pink cat tree in your your natural earth tone living room. Oh, absolutely. So most of ours are earth tones. Uh, we tried the, earth, earth, the, the hot pink. Uh, we had purple ones for a while, and uh, they just didn't go over too well. <laughs> Very specific people want those, and we don't sell enough (laughs) to make it worthwhile. How about special order? I'm sure my daughter would probably want to order a hot pink one for her room. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What is the most... Uh, That's one of those, we'll see what we can do. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most interesting-looking cat tree? I know that I've seen some that look like palm trees and deluxe condos. What what would you say, in your opinion, is the most interesting-looking cat tree? Uh, sometimes the more complex, the better. You know, it has two ladders, a hammock, perches way up above your head, like 80 inches tall. Um, you know, we have carpet, lots of scratching posts, uh, scratching mats, uh, toys, you know, dangly toys that can bat around in box. Wow. Uh, you know, we got lots of combinations of all those things. Oh, that's pretty cool because I know a lot of people have trouble with animals when they go to work. They get into things they're not supposed to be getting into. So if you have something like this that can keep a cat busy for a long time with the dangly toys and a lot of the interactivities, that's fabulous. Absolutely. And I understand that your organization also gives back to rescues and shelters. Yes, uh, we work with uh, rescue shelters. We... uh, have done plenty of donations. We cut deals when, you know, they need a steady supply of collars and leashes for, uh, you know, so that when people come in to uh, adopt, they want they want a collar, they want a leash, they want, you know, this and that so that a bed so that when, you know, somebody goes out the door with their new their new cat, their new dog, they're completely set up. Ah, that's so, uh, cool. Yeah, we, we do all we can. And uh, we're starting a pilot program to help even more with, you know, possible fundraising. It's in the it's in the beginning stages now, but within about a year, we'll I think we'll be able to do a lot more. Oh, that's pretty cool. And a lot of this information is on your website, or do you have a Facebook presence also? Uh, we got Facebook, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, we Pinterest. We're all over the place. Okay, so somebody would just search for majestic pet products. Yes. Outstanding. Now, what you've described so far sounds very pricey. Is do you have items that fit into every budget, or, or is this more yes, of an Yes, we do. Scale? We got the full range. I mean, with our with our pet beds, we got you know budget beds all the way to you know fancy beds with that you know cost a few a few bucks more. Now, like, uh, but they're they're all equally comfy. You know, you're getting a little more features with the more expensive beds, like a removable cover, but Oh, okay. We have the super value beds that 
pet's going to be happy. <laughs> okay. I really encourage people to get the kind that you can remove the cover because mm -hmm. it's so important to get these things into the wash periodically. Your oh, pet's yeah. going to be a lot happier, and you're going to be a lot happier. Plus, we'll work with a lot of more fashion-forward fabrics now, so it can be an actual decorating item. You can, ah. you know, so you can swap out the, bed, the cover. You can build your room around it if you want. Ah, very cool, very cool. Now, how did you get into this, Scott? Are you a pet lover? I am a pet lover. I've had my little kitty for 16 years now, and uh, you know. And that's that's so awesome that your little cat gets to sample all the products. <laughs> oh yeah, she samples all the new products. She's a uh, models. people and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett and I thank you for tuning in this morning. I have a couple of the coolest guests today. First up, our longtime friend Judy Mancuso, who you probably remember from the California Pet Lovers license plate venture, has a new project she's working on. She's trying to make it legal throughout California to bring pet dogs to restaurants that have outdoor seating. Of course, we all know that service dogs are welcome everywhere, but it's time for all canine companions to be able to join us at the table when we go out to eat. If anyone can make this happen, it's Judy. And Natalie Yoon from DoggyLawn.com will explain how your apartment-dwelling pooch can have fresh grass for doing his personal business that isn't artificial. Yeah, you got to hear about this. Where else but the pet place can you talk about dining out with dogs and pet potty grass in rapid succession? So stay right where you are, and we'll get started after a quick message on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'm so happy to welcome back to the Pet Place a very special person who works tirelessly for animals everywhere. It's Judy Mancuso. Good morning, Judy. Good morning. Hi, Marie. I am so happy you're back on the show because you are always doing such amazing things for animals. And I want to recap a little bit. You're kind of finishing up a big project that involves the California Pet Lovers Plate that's finally out on the road. I'm seeing them everywhere. I got my own, and I'm so excited. Well, thank you. Well, it's kind of ending one phase and now starting the other, which is the bigger, more sustainable uh, phase of it. So the first phase was to get the pre-orders of 7,500 to get people to sign up for it so that the DMV would even produce the plate. So we got to that point. We sent them all the orders, sent them the money. They then started doing their magic to put the plate into production. They started shipping at uh, the end of last year to all the pre-order folks. And now it's online at the dmv.ca.gov as just one of the other specialty license plates. Awesome. So that's phase one was just, you know, making it viable, getting the DMV to put it into production. Phase two now is that the money 
that gets collected for these plates, and people should go buy their plate today if they haven't already, $40 per plate goes towards our fund for spay and neuter. Wow. So the next phase is to get the money transferred from the DMV to our nonprofit and then start taking grant applications from humane societies, animal control, everybody out there that offers spay and neuter, uh, low cost or free to uh, folks across the state, and then start writing these grant checks out so that what our, our goal is to offer actually free spay and neuter for low-income people. Oh, that's great. And we'll have all the details, well, not for low-income, for low-income people's animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, Glad you clarified. Um, yeah, you know, because for a lot of families, if it's between groceries and spay and neuter, obviously they're going to buy the groceries. Right, right. And uh, we want to help them. We want to get out and help everybody who, you know, wants to do the right thing for their, their animals uh, but needs the financial support. And um, so as soon as all that starts happening, our site, PetLoversPlate.com, www.PetLoversPlate.com, will have the grant applications up. It will tell people where they can go to get these spay and neuters. And also, for full transparency to the public, it will show everyone exactly where every dollar coming in gets spent. Because okay. that's important to me. There's too many nonprofits out there people give to, and you wonder, is my money really going to the cause or to overhead or what? And we're going to be 100% transparent and have it all up on our website so oh, people can feel wonderful. good about participating. So somebody would not apply for a grant directly through your organization. They would go to their local animal shelter. Well, yeah, if it's an individual who wants to get their dog or cat spayed or neutered, right, they would go to one of the groups who is getting the grant because we're only going to give out money to uh, groups that can provide the spay and neuter services. Okay. Now, I thought it was fantastic that you're going to be completely transparent, but once the group gets the money to do the spay and neuter, and I hate to uh, play devil's advocate here, how do we know that they're using all that money for, towards spay and neuter and not to cover other expenses? Well, there's going to be reporting requirements of okay. them to receive the money, and there there will be auditing. Ah, excellent. Okay. Oh, yeah. The most important thing is to know that they are spending that money for surgeries and not keeping their lights on. Okay. I mean, we want them to keep their lights on, but <laughs> our money is going to spay and neuter surgeries, period. Okay, that's excellent. And while we're on the subject of animals, which we always are here at the Pet Place, you're doing something else that really intrigued me. I just got an email notice about it. And that is uh, you're working on legislation that has to do with dining with dogs. Dining with dogs, <laughs> yes. AB 1965, Mariko Yamada, who's out, she's an assemblywoman out of Solano, Davis, Napa area. Okay. Um, so the situation is in the state of California, under current law, companion dogs are banned from restaurants, period, end of story. So so one of your listeners might think, but I go to my local restaurant and sit outside with my dog all the time. Right. Sure you do, but they're doing it illegally. Oh. And the Department of Health can 
make them stop doing that at any time they want. So I the only no dogs idea. that are allowed are, um, you know, guide dogs, are service animals. Right. I had so, always but, assumed if there was outdoor seating and the restaurant was okay with it, that you could bring your dog. No, they just weren't allowed no, 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 no. Oh. And the other thing is, is that there's a couple of counties that have implemented guidelines or done ordinances to allow companion dogs on the patios, and those ordinances would not hold up in court. We had in Sacramento at the Capitol, there's such a thing called legislative council, and you can send things to them to say, hey, give an opinion on this. So we asked them to give an opinion on do these ordinances, you know, are they okay that these people pass? And they came back and said, absolutely not. They will not hold up in court. State law preempts the local jurisdiction, and they they can't allow it. Wow. So right now it's in Health and Safety Code Section 1, 1142.59.5 is, is the section of code right now that says that companion dogs are banned. And so we are adding a Section 2 which is 1142.59.6, and it reads, a food facility may permit a person to bring a pet dog on the food facility's outdoor dining areas. Okay, now will this still be up to the discretion of the restaurant owner? Yes. Okay, yes. so it won't be forced on a restaurant oh, owner no. if they don't want no. this. Okay. Yeah, if they choose to do this, now the law will allow them to do it. So somebody can't just charge on in with their dog and say, I'm entitled to do this because the law says that. Nope. The, okay. the restaurant has to set the policy. This is just freeing them up to be able to do that if they, if they have, you know, the right area. Because still, they have to, they have to um, uh, use the Department of Health guidelines, like the animal can't be where they prepare the food. So there's other things in that section that they have to abide by, and that's why these outdoor patios have always been the place to put them okay. because it's not where they're preparing food or where the food is kept. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, what do you think the the outcome is going to be? I mean, this seems like such a, a real benign bill that everybody would support it. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good good bill and pass and hopefully get signed by the governor. Uh, uh, we've spoken to the Restaurant Association. They know that this is something that needs to be de dealt with and are willing to work with us. And we also talked to uh, some folks with an association of retail food uh, and, and public health, and they, too, are willing to work with us. So the big organized groups that could come out against us have already signed on to working with us because they, they know that this has been an issue for years. Wow. People want it changed, and why not do it this year? Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, it must be a nice, uh, pleasant change to, <laughs> to yeah, have no something kidding, huh? progress with. Not everybody saying, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Well, you know, so many people have pets, and they have dogs that they want to take to, uh, you know, an outdoor dining area with them. So, this is something that most people can identify with and understand easily that this is 
kind of a no-brainer. And, of course, we always recommend that people call, email, write to their representatives to let them know how they feel. How does somebody do that if they don't know who to write to? Well, on our website, which is kind of a long name, but it is www.socialcompassioninlegislation.org, we will have up alerts, and it's under our campaigns on what we need people to do. And we have an email list, which the best thing is for them to get on our email list, and that way they get all of our alerts. Um, could you, I mean, is it possible for Pet Place to put a link to our site to make Absolutely. it easy on folks? Absolutely. <laughs> and, okay. we'll, and we'll post it on our Pet Place page. And and I think we're talking about posting it over here at KJAZ also. Oh, Potentially. Yay. We'll have to get permission. But, uh, you know, I know a few people here. Oh, good. <laughs> because it is, it's a long name and everything. And like I said, the best thing is just to get on that email list. I send alerts. Every time we're going to go to a hearing and we need people's support, if they're like a group, you know, some kind of organization, rescue group, whatever, then to put it on their letterhead and send it into the committee that we're going to is always the most helpful. And then for everyone individually to contact their own assembly member and senator at the state level, uh, which I'll provide a lookup for them. Uh, that's you make what, it easy. You know, they need to do. <laughs> Judy, this is just a brilliant idea, and you're always doing so many things to to make changes for the better for animals in our state. And I can't thank you enough for all that and for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for allowing me to put the word out on your show, Marie. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. And we need to take a very quick break now, but when we return, Natalie Yoon from DoggyLawn.com has a great way to give even apartment-dwelling dogs a little patch of grass for personal business. So keep your radio tuned to KJAZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be right back. Back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and I have to say my next guest has a very intriguing topic to discuss. I'd like to welcome Natalie Yoon, the president and co-founder of DoggyLawn.com, to the show. Hi, Natalie. Hi. I'm, uh, as I said, I'm very intrigued about DoggyLawn.com. <laughs> this, is, this is like a little patch of grass for your dogs to do their business. That's right. That's wow. right. Yeah, we have a very unique service for for pet parents, um, and it's fantastic because it's it makes your life so much easier when you have a dog, and and it makes their life so much easier. We basically send out a piece of grass to you that's delivered right to your doorstep, and it's delivered on a regular basis. So it makes everything super convenient. You don't need to clean anything. You just throw it away, and you get a new piece of grass for your dog to go on, and they love it because it's grass. What so, dog doesn't love grass, right? It, it comes up all rolled up like sod. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. does it also come in like a box? It does. Yeah, we have two different sizes because you know some people have some people you know some there are smaller dogs and then there's larger dogs. So we try to accommodate for that. And so we have a larger piece for the larger dog that comes rolled up, uh, and then we have a. a for smaller dogs, we have a piece that um, comes flat, 
um, kind of in uh, kind of an upscale pizza box, if you will. <laughs> you just take off the lid and, and you set it on the ground and it's ready to go. Wow. And how do you train your dog to use it? Well, it's super easy. First of all, you know, we offer um, free training to all of our customers just because not everyone is a training pro or, you know, they're just kind of learning things. So that's always available. Um, But secondly, you know, grass is so instinctual to dogs. I mean, they already do it when they go on walks. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes training a lot easier since they're already familiar with the material. Um, But, you know, we, we have great little tips and tricks that we always include with our um, with our deliveries, but basically what we recommend is, and it's easier if you have, um, if your dog's already using fake grass or wee-wee pads, but, uh, you know, generally like, you know, in the morning is a good time to go and, and train them because their bladders are full, okay. you know, and, and we have all these cool things to help you get your dog to use it, but I would say like most dogs tend to get it pretty easily. That's really cool. Now, how big is the biggest one? Let's say somebody has an Irish wolfhound. Well, so the largest one that we get that we offer the plus size uh, is two by four feet. Okay, and that seems adequate for a big dog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had dogs as big as uh, a Bernese use wow. our product. Okay, yeah. so this is really cool for people who live in apartments, especially multiple-story apartments, and where they can't just run downstairs in a hurry to get their dog out in time. Exactly. <laughs> and we hear so many stories of people who who find it and they use it, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love this product. It just makes their life so convenient because, you know, if they have to walk their dogs multiple times a day, I mean, that's multiple trips up and down that elevator Mm -hmm. and at three in the morning or like at six in the morning you know something like this is great because you can just you know take a couple more minutes to snooze your dog uses a bathroom then you can get up and you know get dressed for work leisurely and then take your dog out for a walk a little bit later so you're not rushed that's very cool now do you actually have to walk your dog over to it on a leash still and and tell them you know give them some kind of command or or do they just go there on their own well, you know, again, it just depends on 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 your dog's personality and their um, their experience with it. But I would say that you know, most dogs they tend to get it. You know, they'll they'll you know, we hear all these stories about people they open the box up and they lay it out and the dogs like hop on and they use it. <laughs> and then you you know, because they understand grass, right? Yeah. It's much easier and more intuitive than a piece of plastic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have some dogs who have never gone to the bathroom inside the house. Um, and, or, you know, they're, you know, they're just not, they're, they don't know that they're allowed to go, um, inside the house now on this lovely piece of grass that you've provided for them. Mm-hmm. So that's where, you know, you would just need to do something, you know, a little training and maybe lead them over to the grass, um, during their normal potty times okay. until it becomes a normal part of their routine. Okay. So eventually you can just go ahead and leave yeah. it up to them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, these seem like they might be heavy. I've I've worked with sod before out in the garden, and I know even a small rolled-up piece can be, <laughs> be quite heavy. Uh, can you tell me a little bit how you manage that? Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's another thing that makes our product and our service so unique is that what we're using is not just regular sod that you would see anywhere else. I know that regular sod, you know, can be really heavy um, and also really messy just because, you know, underneath it's just all dirt. Mm-hmm. So you have all this loose material and, you know, cleaning up is really difficult. But with our product, it's hydroponically grown. And that's kind of like where the magic of our service is um, number one, the, you know, the big benefit to that is it's it makes it easy for you. It's 
really light. It's much, much more lighter than regular sod. Okay. Um, and it's easy to roll out and, and clean up and throw away because there's a, no loose dirt. And the reason why is because basically when you see our grass, it's literally like a carpet of grass. Like, if you look underneath, it's basically a root system. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what makes, you know, it have, that's what makes it so, so much cleaner to use and so much lighter. And second, why it's so amazing is that it actually, um, you know, helps break down the odors and it, and it absorbs the liquids from your dogs. Excellent. And how long do these things last? You know, it, it kind of depends um, on the number of dogs that are using it, um, the weight of the dog. Um, you know, for instance, like a, a Bernese is going to go, um, you know, because the urine actually ends up killing the grass. So mm-hmm. Bernese is going to cycle through a piece of grass much faster than a, you know, 10-pound dog. But I would say, you know, our, our most common um, frequency is people getting it every other week. And then mm-hmm. we have some people getting it every week and some people getting it um, as infrequently as every four weeks. Wow. And how much is the service fee for delivery and pickup? So, so um, our service starts at twenty nine dollars, and then depending on you know your frequency and the size that you get and the state you live in, um, it, it varies from there. Are all of these online somewhere so that someone can take yes. a look at a menu? Yes, and if you want to go and see more, you know what sizes are available and and what options you have, you can always check out doggylawn dot com. It's d o g g i e l a w n dot com. And you can go ahead and sign up. And all of our, you know, we ship nationwide. Um, oh. So, you know, it's available to everyone in the U.S. with oh. the dog. Okay, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. So you ship, but mm-hmm. so, so there's an actual delivery person, though, that picks up the old ones, or do you just throw those in the trash? You just throw them in the trash. And oh. um, we, we use a regular carrier like FedEx. Okay. And so, yeah, they just drop it off at your doorstep. Um, and with the old one, what you do is, again, we're, you know, we, one of the reasons, one of the big reasons we, um, we started was just because, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a dog owner. I have two dogs. And, you know, I've been through all these different sorts of solutions. And Weeby Pads, you know, they, they serve their function, but, you know, I felt so bad about all the plastic I was going through every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they take like two, over 2,000 years to degrade in a landfill. Wow. Um, and so, you know, the great thing about the grass is you just, you know, when you get the new one, you just throw the old one away and you can just, you can recycle the grass, you know, put it in a green bin if your city has that service. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cardboard breaks down, you know, so much quicker than, you know, a piece of plastic. That's for which sure. can't be recycled. Absolutely. Those pads, so. You know what I like about this, too, is I think it would be great for animals that are convalescing from surgeries or illnesses or senior pets who, mm-hmm. who can't really go out for whatever reason or, or are somewhat incontinent and don't have time to wait for you to get your socks and shoes on to take them outside. So this is just amazing. It has so many be- benefits aside from helping people who live in apartment buildings who don't want yeah. to climb stairs or go through elevators and whatever else. Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, we hear from so many people on a daily basis about, you know, just how much it just, again, is really helpful, them, especially in those situations where their dog is getting a lot older and they have incontinence issues. And, you know, my heart really goes out to them. You know, when we first started this business, I remember one of our customers, I mean, she just was almost in tears. And, you know, I met her dog. And her dog, you know, she was telling me how, you know, he 
tried so hard to hold it, but he just couldn't. And every time he had a little accident, he just felt so ashamed. And she Aww. said that it just broke her heart. So um, something like this where it's just so much more readily available just kind of really helps helps the own, you know, helps the guardian and the pet just, you know. You know, I see another really good possibility for this, and I don't know if it's anything that you've considered, but a lot of shelter animals, dogs, have concrete kennels that they're in, and, and the ones that are house-trained in particular just will sit in their kennel and they will not go, even though they have an area to go to the bathroom in their kennel, they just will not go because it goes against their nature. Mm-hmm. I bet this would be perfect to use in kennels for, for dogs like that. Yes, it would, it would, yes. In fact, you know, we've we've tried um, working with some shelters to donate, you know, some of our glass um, so that they could, you know, for this exact reason, you know, and that and, you know, also, you know, for owners, you know, one of the things that they may worry about is, oh, my gosh, do I have the time to be able to house train my dog, um, you know, if, especially if they're living in an apartment. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, we we have programs where we've tried to work with shelters to be able to make that, n- not make that a reason for someone to not adopt a dog. Okay. Well, that's outstanding. Natalie, before I let you go, I want to make sure the listeners all know where they can see samples and sizes and prices and everything else again. So let's give out your website one more time. Yeah, absolutely. So you can check us out at doggylawn.com, and that's D-O-G-G-I-E-L-A-W-N.com. Excellent. And do you have a Facebook Facebook presence also? We do, we do, yes. And that would just be facebook.com slash doggylawn? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome, and I bet you have some good testimonials there, too. We do, we do, yeah. <laughs> we have some great pictures. There's some owners posting, you know, there are some parents posting the pictures of their uh, their little puppies taking <laughs> taking a little leak on the doggylawn. <laughs> well, it's a very funny funny uh, topic, but it's also very (laughs) cool, too. So thanks for coming by the show and talking about it. Well, thank you. We need to take our final break of the morning, but don't go away because we'll be right back with Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. On the Pet Place Radio Show, I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Help a pet better his or her chance of adoption. SPCALA is looking for foster parents for pets of all ages and needs. Potential foster families must fill out and submit an application prior to attending a foster class, which you can find online at spcala.com slash volunteer. They provide the pet the food and materials, you provide the home and the TLC. The class is Saturday, April 12th from 10 a.m. to noon, and of course, it is absolutely free. This special educational seminar will be held at the STCALA South Bay Pet Adoption Center, located at 12910 Yukon Avenue in Hawthorne. For more information, call 323-730-730. 5300 extension 300 and don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org to send us your comments or suggestions for the show but that's all for me today remember 
Pets Need Love and a Home Too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spare new to your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.